Welcome to a new episode of Tales from the Seat of Floor. I am Dominiciana, your host for this episode, and today I'm joined by a special guest from the US. She's a Binghamton University Science Bioengineering major, and she started out at Cisco in a technical role. Then she moved on to become an IT director, and then came back in a sales role. So she has seen it all, and today she's here to tell us about it. Welcome, Kathleen. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm a CSAP alum, so it's great to talk to the new generation of CSAPers, and it's very cool that you guys have a podcast now and are are leading the way in technology for the rest of us. So thanks for having me on. And for us, it's always great to hear inspirational stories from inspirational CSAP alumni. I want to start by asking you, your story. When we talked before, you gave me some information about your background, but I want to hear it from you. How did you move towards your career? Like most CSAPers, I, I came into the program fresh out of college. I was playing volleyball for the Binghamton University in upstate New York, and I was debating about grad school versus getting a job right out of college, which I'm sure a lot of you did as well, ended up interviewing for Cisco and was really excited to get into the program. At the time, I started as an ASE in Raleigh in RTP, and I trained there for 11 months, getting Cisco certifications and and learning presentation skills and learning about sales and Cisco products, as I'm sure you're all doing right now. And from there, I was placed in New York City. So I worked as a sales engineer for two years on the Verizon Channel team, which was an amazing experience. And then I ended up moving home back to Colorado, where I was born and raised, because some of my family members were struggling with their health. So I ended up leaving Cisco and and going back to Colorado. And I basically just started helping out the volleyball club that I I had grown up being a part of part-time with technical things here and there that they needed. And when their IT director left, I just took over. So it was a really cool experience coming out of the program and then sales engineering to finally really get some hands-on experience and start to figure out how how I was going to design a network and what applications I thought was best and which products I was going to choose. So it was a really, really good experience. I did that for about five years. In our program, uh, there was a software developer who created a new software for volleyball tournaments. And I ended up working with him to sell that software to other tournaments in other regions. And it kind of reignited that sales passion. I missed competing and I missed talking to people every day. And so that's when I decided I was going to go after an account manager role. So I ended up getting into um, a sales account manager role with CenturyLink, who then moved me to Seattle. And after about a year, um, I made the switch back to Cisco, which was great. It was like coming back home after a long journey. And now I'm on the Microsoft account team as an account manager. So it kind of went full circle, but definitely wasn't the path I envisioned myself taking, but it's been a fun ride for sure. 
That's like the best thing in life comes out from things you don't expect. 100%. When I was in the program and I was looking at the AMs and even when I went into sales engineering, I thought I will never do that. You know, I was so in love with being a sales engineer. I loved learning the technologies and I love doing the research and I was really passionate about it. And I looked at the AMs like they were crazy. You know, I never ever thought I would do that. But after kind of leaving and coming back, I thought back to what I really liked about my job previously. And what I really liked about it was meeting with people and building the relationships and having those conversations and problem solving and and at the end of the day that's what we're doing as account managers or SEs we're problem solving so now I've been in an account manager role for a couple years and I love it and I would never go back I I'm like why didn't I do this from the beginning but you know it's funny how you kind of grow and change and find your way absolutely about uh this growth mindset what what would you say you learned as a customer that you're using in your everyday life as an account manager? Because this, I think, is a very interesting perspective for people that are listening to this podcast that might be early in their career and they can't really put themselves in the shoes of the customer. Yeah, yeah. It, it taught me a lot, for sure. As, as the IT director of a small nonprofit, I was getting a lot of prospecting calls and emails, a lot. I'm talking about probably a hundred at least per week of touch points from different people. And, you know, people are reaching out to you as the IT director, but they're also reaching out to other people within the company who are then funneling those emails and calls your way, right? So... That was for a company that had 10 employees. So I can just imagine the volume that IT directors are getting from larger companies, how many touch points they must be receiving. What I learned in that role is that you have to be really mindful in terms of what the customer is looking for. I really would never respond to something that had nothing to do with my business or nothing to do with the problems that I was going through at the time because you just don't have time to respond to everything. So going to the account manager side, I try to be really mindful about what that customer is going through. I try to listen and really figure out what is the problem I'm trying to solve for them. And it takes a lot of digging, it takes a lot of research, and it does take persistence because again, these people are busy and maybe they don't get back to you the first couple touch points because they don't have time. But if you're hitting on the right need, they will come back to you. So. Building on this, something um, you were telling me when we first talked um, is that if a customer says no, it means not yet. And as a beginner uh, account manager, I'm experiencing a lot of no, I'm not interested at the moment. And at the beginning, it's hard to to understand it. They actually mean means not yet. So you've been a customer. And what would 
mean for you that's not yet? Would it mean that uh, someone is proposing the wrong thing at the wrong time or is it just the wrong time? I can so relate to that coming out of the program yeah. and trying to differentiate yourself between others that have maybe been in the industry for 10, 20, 30 years and trying to figure out how to compete. And one thing that you can do is have persistence and be very responsive. That Those are two things that you can bring to the table right away to beat the competition. So as a customer, when I would say not yet, first off, I'm responding. So that is a positive thing. You are probably on the right track or they want something else from you. So they're responding, so that's already a win because they're not responding to everyone. So I would say don't get um, discouraged if you're getting that feedback because feedback is good. The second thing I would say, if they're saying not yet, it also is somewhat implying that they're interested in that technology because they're not saying no. What I would say not yet to as a customer is I don't have the budget right now or it's not a priority for either myself or the decision makers that need to approve the budget right now. That's when you can go into real problem solving mode. You can help work with that customer to create the messaging to perhaps their stakeholders to open up their hands or reprioritize. That's when you can get really creative. So I would say not yet sounds good. I know that's a little (laughs) counterintuitive, but it does mean that that's a priority. It's just not a priority right now. You can either get creative to help make that a priority right now, or you can figure out what are their priorities so you can start making an impact right away. At the beginning uh, of this answer, you mentioned that you can relate to the struggle of being it hard to differentiate yourself when you are new in the industry. Um, how did you go about it? Like when you were just fresh out of seas up, how did you actually try to stand out uh, from from the crowd? And as this changed after your experience as a, as a customer? I think coming out of the program, 100% it was being very responsive. That was an immediate differentiator that I had full control over. So getting back to customers right away and delivering on their asks within an hour if I could, <clears throat> or getting back to them that night if I had to do some digging on something. I would definitely encourage CSAPers out of the program to, to come at your career in the same way because that builds credibility right away, which is something you're working to build as, as someone new into the field. That would be the number one thing is being responsive. Like I said, being persistent would be good. And mm-hmm. also you can bring curiosity. You can ask questions. They, they might see a young person and, and be willing to open up a little bit more about their business. If there is anything that you don't understand, ask them right away. Don't feel 
like it's a dumb question because it's your job to understand. It's your job to understand what they're going through. So you can bring that curiosity, whereas maybe someone with more experience might be assuming something that's not the reality. So definitely curiosity, persistence, and responsiveness are all things that you can bring to the table right away. Absolutely. Is there something throughout your experience that you notice that salespeople tend to do that you find very annoying as a customer and also vice versa? Since you've been both, what is the most annoying thing that the other party does? I would say just not understanding the business. A lot of times salespeople will come at you with their products. They'll come at you with what's the latest and greatest that Cisco has going on. And they're just throwing information your way that maybe has nothing to do with what your network looks like, what your business wants. And that was such a turnoff. When that would happen, it was detrimental to the relationship because you don't want to deal with someone that doesn't understand anything that you're going through and hasn't done that at least baseline research. Another thing would be talking over the customer or interrupting the customer. You're really there to understand what they need. So you should be listening to everything that they're saying and eating it up and working to get clarification and understanding so that you can pitch the right products when you fully understand their need. Absolutely, absolutely. And I notice every day, like the most successful calls are the ones where it's the customer that talks the most, not where I am there talking a lot. Exactly, exactly. And people want to talk. They really want to talk about what they're going through, what what they're doing day to day. They want someone to empathize with their issues and they want someone to say, hey, I understand. I've seen this before. I've gone through this and I can help you. But you can't say that if you're not understanding or listening. And when you do fully understand what they're going through, that's when the relationship really becomes impactful. Yeah, absolutely. So in just a few years, you transitioned different roles. And sometimes when we are kids, we grow up with this idea of like the dream job, and this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. What did you learn about reinventing yourself by transitioning throughout these roles? I would say don't limit yourself and let yourself grow and change and evolve and your passions are going to change and and that's certainly what's happened for me like i said i really didn't see myself ever becoming an account manager but now that i'm here i love it and i would never go back and and i'm so happy that i allowed myself to to make those changes when when i develop new passions Keep yourself open to new experiences and new challenges. And I would say take new opportunities when they come your way. If, if you start to feel stagnant, it's time to move on. So 
for me, after being an IT director for about five years, I started to feel like every day was getting similar. I wasn't growing anymore. I understood the network. I understood my role and, and every day was feeling like I had already given everything I had to give. And that's when I had to start exploring and finding a new role. So allow yourself to grow and, and find those new experiences because you don't ever want to feel stuck or safe that's when you stop growing and i think we're all looking to continue to grow and dream and change so i would say enjoy every opportunity and and go after it as hard as you can but also listen to how you're feeling about that position and let yourself grow into the next role i'd like to go back to the topic of transitioning from a technical role, so your system engineer role, to your AM role, so a more sales role. What new skills did you have to develop? And how does your technical background help you today to be a better AM? I've seen a lot of my ASC friends that we met in the program and we worked into SE roles also transition to being AMs. I think because we get more and more competitive uh, being in the role, it's it's one of the natural progressions that can happen, certainly doesn't need to happen. But I would say that I'm so grateful for my experience as an SE because it gave me such a good understanding of what a network should look like, could look like, how you can picture the entire network in your mind and all of the complexities that go into it that helps you formulate questions as an AM to get deeper knowledge of what's going on. So I've been very grateful <clears throat> to have that background and I think it's really helped me become a better SE and become more curious. For new skills that I needed to develop, you definitely need to learn new questions, the new lines of questioning. You're much more concerned about timeline and budget and you really have to keep that front and center most of the time. You really have to know what's going on in terms of forecasting. So that was something I really had to focus on. But I would say going from an SE to an AM is, a, is an easier progression. It's so nice to be able to say, yes, I've worked on a project like that. And yes, I understand how you're going to need to figure out how to secure that transition or how to figure out how things can interoperate I think it's really, really helpful to come from that background. Obviously, you don't have to. There's amazing AMs that were never SEs. But if you are in an SE role looking to transition to an AM role, I would say go for it. It's it's a great place to be. And I'm really glad I made the transition. What was the hardest part of transitioning to an AM role? I do think learning how to forecast accurately and how to make sure you 
are asking the correct questions to really understand when something's coming through. You have to really understand how long of a process it is for your customer to get approval, how long every single decision will take. And it takes a little bit of time to get to know that sales cycle with your particular customer. So that was the one thing that took me a little bit of time to really understand. Bringing up together your from your experience, what would be your key advice for young people starting in their career? We, we have to go out there and make our own mistakes with customers, but what would be key advices to help us to be more mindful about our customers? Thinking about CSAPers specifically, I would say one is you are in an amazing training program. So you've been taught the products, you've been taught the sales techniques, you are prepared, trust the tools that you've been given, trust the lessons that you've been taught because you know what you're doing. And I know it doesn't feel that way sometimes when you're starting out and not getting those yeses right away, but they will come. You don't have to know it all. Trust the people around you as well because they're the best in the business. So you have a lot. I know starting your career, it doesn't always feel that, but you do. So I would say take comfort in that. And I would say, work hard, you know, be persistent, be curious, and be responsive. Those are the ways you can differentiate yourself from the beginning. And that's all in your control. Thank you, Kathleen. This was a real boost of confidence for someone that is just starting out as me. It's good to remind ourselves that we are equipped to actually do this job. And thank you so much for touching on very important topics in this job, such as persistence, listening, curiosity. I think the listening part is something we always get um, we, we always get told in our training that it's really important to listen. But then you you really understand how important it is when you're actually having real conversation with customers and they appreciate you for listening and understanding their problems. Thank you very much for that. And thank you guys for listening. This was Tales from the Season 4. Hope you enjoyed it.